Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 401 for May 28th, 2023. My name is Nathan Reaton-Smith. Joining me this week, we have Nicole Nicolotis Robertson Carroll. Hello. Still a long name. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> we are joined by Connor, the cyberpunk monk bash. So what? Uh, we watch anime. So what? Uh, we play League. We... we... We don't do any of that. Actually, I watch a little bit of anime, but we don't play League. We don't talk on Skype anymore. Anyway. Hit me up on Skype, boy. Yeah. Let's do this. I and just we're... uninstalled Skype. <laughs> Isn't it's it pre-installed good. on Windows now? I don't think it was on mine. My laptop's kind of old, though. Yeah. And we are, of course, joined by Andrew Rowe McVane. It's, it's me. I'm your host, I'm Nathan. Here. Strawberries. You have strawberries. Strawberries are are delicious. Did you bring uh, enough to share with the rest of the class? I did, but I ate them all. Uh, when I worked at fast food, every summer we would get fresh strawberries and have fresh strawberry shakes. Oh, they were so good. They were so good. And, I, of course, I'm your host, Nathan Reed and Spruth. Aroa, tell us where you can find Connor and yourself. You can go to aroa.website, which will then redirect you to aroa.com. Uh, neocities.org i think yeah you had and, to change uh, something last week right or it was wasn't that... last week but i i had to I had to change some stuff to uh make something work i don't remember what it was wasn't it my but... podcast no oh okay. no, that wasn't that wasn't why i had to change that though i did have to change a thing about the podcast website to make it work better um, I don't oh, know good. if it actually did anything. So. Uh, no, I'm I'm able to log in. So, and and okay. I'm able to log in, and all the podcatchers except for Google is working. And it's it. There is nothing wrong with that RSS feed, by the way. Just putting it out there. I Interesting. Checked. Google's okay. Google's system thingy says it's fine. So I don't know what its problem is. Oh, interesting. But and my cor- my answer is don't use Google Podcasts. Yeah, but we do have listeners on... Well, we don't. Well, then they should use a better platform. That's true. Uh, Cyberpunk Monk, is there anything you want to point out? About podcasts and catchers? Uh, Uh, I mean, I know a lot of shows Uh, specifically uh, say that they have issues with Google. Clinton's Core Classics! Oh, yes, that's what you... Yes, you should go and check out Clinton's Core Classics, Rise of the Rune Lords, first edition actual play podcast. You can find it anywhere you find fine podcasts, and I work hard on it. And I think you'd like it. We do it every week. Nicole's been helping me edit season one because season one is awful. Good. And we do it every week. And I'm like, here, I'm going to just set him up for that. Hope he missed it. <laughs> and uh, it's been painstaking work, but the results have been rewarding. Good. Good. I'm happy that we're, we're getting the first one edited. I know our, our former editor did not do as much editing as Cyberpunk Monk would have liked. And we do about as much editing as you do. Yes, but we don't. We're more conversational, and not, you know, sitting there and like trying to play games and 
rolling dice. And so it's for a podcast like Clinton Score Classics where we'll, you know, we're playing a game, it would be good to cut out a lot of the banter. Whereas with this, the banter is what makes the podcast. No, no, you want you want three and a half hours uncut with a lot of time where there's just dead air. Uh, and you want to even include the bathroom breaks. That's what you that's what you really want to do. We actually have a listener who requested that. Just one. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you should make your episode longer. You know, keeping all that stuff. And they're like, trust me. No, you don't. That <laughs> yeah. is not what you want. That's I whenever I listened to uh back whenever Lord Cat still, you know, existed, uh, and they did their their D D streams, I, I would listen to those. The the completely unedited VODs that were like four hours long. <laughs> there there is a certain segment of the audience that wants that, but then there's also the more mainstream that wants they they don't want to sit around and hear like Aiden, no. who is one of our players, be like, No, no, I gotta look this up in the book, you know, okay, we got okay, how does this yeah. work? All right, well, there's ways to present there's ways to present the rules lawyer stuff without having a bunch of clutter in there. And Connor's really good at that. Yeah. And boy, did we have some clutter in there. <laughs> we get better towards the, again, you know, we did it for a few years. We got better towards the end, but we're going to move on. We're going to ask Nick Lotus where we can find her. If any, if anything, I, I know that Twitter's a shit show right now, so I don't know what you're doing. Well, my, <clears throat> My organization is no longer using Twitter at this point, and I have no further comment on that. <laughs> but uh, you can find my work at KUNC.org. And I'm also on Instagram at NRC underscore on underscore KUNC. I see. Good, good, good. So, yeah. And then there's me, Nathan Reitz Ruth. You can find me everywhere at Reiton. The main one is Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. I'm there Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time. I rarely take time off. Uh, it's, a, it's a problem, honestly, because the amount of time that I spend playing games on there and the amount of growth that I have on there, uh, they don't correlate, like, at all. <laughs> but Have you considered playing inside of a tub? Uh, yeah, but the the problem is I don't have boobs, so I have to get the boob implants first. And I think that if I bought myself boob implants, uh, that you know people would get mad at me. Yeah, whatever, do what you got to do <laughs> for the channel. It's for or you could cam. just have a foot cam for those people. That that's true. Uh, I do have a kitty cam, and I thought that. No, would see, help. I think the cat. I think the cat probably draws lots of viewers. Zoe is very cute. So the cat doesn't... I, I don't think the cat draws the viewers, but she keeps the viewers. Well, there you go. Right? So people, people are like, oh, what's this guy doing? He's playing... Oh, a kitty! Oh, look at her. She's napping on him. Oh, look at her. She's fucking up his jumps. Um, look at this man who's pretending to be annoyed by this adorable cat and utterly failing. It's not... It's not it's not pretend. I do get annoyed by her, but she is she is cute. Anyway, we're going to move on. Ask Aroa, what games have you played this week? What do you what do you think? What do you think I've been playing? World of Warcraft. To just, no. Well, yeah, but Zelda. Uh, yeah, just a fuckload of Zelda. Uh it's great. Good. Um I've I've spent uh actually like the entirety of the last week underground. 
Uh, and that shit is nuts. That just, just wow. I didn't know um, if you were referring to your basement or the game. Both. Uh, both. Oh, okay. But but also like yeah, you uh, you gotta you if if you if you gotta you gotta play a game, play a game for love of God, uh, and don't spoil yourself on shit. It is much more exciting to just come across stuff. You know, like uh, there 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 are people that I talk to that are like, yeah, I looked up a guide for that. Don't do, don't fucking ruin it for yourself. It's so much more fun to not do that. Stop I, it. I have looked up almost nothing on the game. I I barely know that you can build stuff. Apparently, fucking boy, how do you can build stuff? And yeah, that's, but, that's and it. And that's like, like not looking any of that up. Every time something new, like every time I come across some new thing that's like, oh, I didn't even th consider that as an option. It's like just the most fucking satisfying and incredible feeling. Like, it's really, it's weird, really nice that Valve loaned them Gary's mod to put into the game. That's pretty great. Uh, you're not far off. <laughs> Because I've seen, I, I haven't seen it, but, you know, I've seen headlines where it's like, somebody created a motorcycle, and I'm just like, yeah, that sounds exactly like get, what I would do in Gary's mod. Uh, no, no, it's like people are making, like, Metal Gears. That, that is cool, too. <laughs> you do um, have to fight a Metal Gear at one point, so. We will, we will talk more about Metal Gear later, but is that the only game you've been playing? Have you been playing it on your PC or Steam Deck? Uh, so I, I replaced the fan in my switch yesterday, uh, because I was playing it between my deck and my PC and the deck, it, it just can't quite run it at a solid 30 FPS. <laughs> Meanwhile, PC can run it. I, I, my PC can almost hit 60 FPS with it. Um, which that the likes... 60 FPS mod is still, is, is a lot better now. It oh, good. runs perfectly well. Uh, so I've been swapping between my Switch and my PC, which, like, uh, if you if you notice that your Switch is, like, constantly making loud fan noises, you uh, you might want to have somebody replace the fan in it and replace you, the thermal paste. Switch? Do you mean Switch or Deck? Switch. Switch. Okay. Yeah, my, my Nintendo Switch. Uh, just, I, I prefer the the way that it that it runs the game as opposed to running it in an emulator on my steam deck and it that makes uh, sense. yeah i i had only stopped playing on my switch because the fan literally just straight up died and i couldn't have that so. i think i think the next switch is going to be i'm sorry the next steam deck is going to be just fantastic at running the switch right now it's it's passable but it's not. It depends perfect. on the game. Yeah, and I. Because uh, Metroid runs really well on it, supposedly. Yeah, yeah but Metroid's Me fine. Yeah, but Metroid's also like a twenty-year-old game. Uh, yes, they. Yes, they up. Well, even a lot of the even stuff. Dread runs well on it. Like, I didn't mean just the the remake, mm. but oh, I see, I see. Either way, but they, like for the most part, it it does fine even in Tears of the Kingdom. It's just. It's hitting like 15 frames per second sometimes, and that's not really great. Interesting. But, yeah. well, Connor, what games have you played this week? 
I actually have a whole bunch of games to list, so I'm going to go through this list pretty quick. Okay. Uh, I plan playing a little bit of Mega Man Battle Network 2, which is a game that I also used to play in 15-minute bursts before bed when I was, like, 20 years younger. So nothing has changed fundamentally with my life. Uh, I've also been playing a little bit of Binding of Isaac because uh, it's just one of those games that I always have on my Steam Deck. Good fucking game. Uh, I so good. just started playing the latest DLC, Repentance or whatever. I don't remember which one it is uh, called. Uh, and uh, just, just having the temptation of new things to do in this game. Like, there's so many things to unlock on it that it's like it's not overwhelming. It's it's inviting. Like, you know, if you're going to do a run, even if you don't do that great, you'll probably end up getting something new for your trouble. And that's probably one of the, the secret successes of Binding of Isaac. But I don't need to sing about that game's laurels. It's 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 popular enough. Been playing Shenmue 2, also in 15 to 30 minute bursts before bed. I'm almost done with Kowloon, I think. I'm like probably a little more than halfway done. Uh, God, I love this game. It, would, it feels like home sometimes. Would you like to play a game of Lucky Hit? <laughs> hey, man. Did I tell you, uh, like, like, I had just enough money to get to the next part of the game, and, like, it didn't give me the option to say no, so I was like, well, I guess I'm broke again. <laughs> yeah, so, you told me yeah, last I, week, yeah. I, I have been doing a little bit of gambling. That I uh, mean, that's the way you make money in that game, is... You could do a job that takes four hours and is not very fun to play, or you could <coughs> save scum, <coughs> excuse me, and, uh, you know, just get it in, like, ten minutes. No big deal, right? Indeed. Indeed. Especially if you have, like, a, you know, an emulator or something. I assume you're playing the legit version on Steam, but if you have an emulator and you have save states, just be like, nope, lost that one, reload the state, and try again. And yes, to confirm, I am playing on Steam Deck on Steam with the uh, the legit so- uh, Sony Sega release. That is awesome. I am uh, so happy that those games are on Steam, even if even if I'm not going to go back and play both of them. Everyone should play it at least once. Like it's a, it's an experience, it and uh, that's that's all I have to say about that. Also, been playing some Battlefield 2042, probably the best shooter in the market right now. And uh, I've I've also been playing the Warhammer Mechanicus game. Skulls Fest is on right now, which is the the yearly big video game sale that uh, Games Workshop licensed games do. And this game has DLC that's like ten bucks that I never picked up. So I've been playing that. It's a good tactics game. Good, good. I'm happy about it. anything else. Yes, two more. Uh, one of them. Do you guys know that uh, that Earthbound game that I play like once a year? Yes. Yeah, I sat down and beat that in its entirety because I've had family over the last three or four days and I've been doing anything but being social with them. Yeah, yeah uh, I Earth, can see that, Earth, yeah. Earthbound's a good game. And it runs great on my phone. And uh, I, I was considering putting it on my Steam Deck. And I, I don't know, there's just some games that I can't go through the effort of pulling out the entire Game Boy just to play it. There is something nice about the portability of having the phone in your pocket that the Steam Deck just has no chance of matching. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And yeah, then... I, I still... I can't play games on my phone. I just... I've never done that. Like, I, I'll just, download games and then I'll just play them for a day and then just stop. Normally I'm the same way, but since I've gotten a flip phone, the Surface Duo, it's made it a lot easier. 
That's right. Uh, one thing I haven't done yet is try DS and 3DS emulation on it. I think I might download a DS emulator and try uh, playing that Tactics game that came out for the DS. I never played it before. That was something I was considering. Get a Wii U emulator and put it on there. I, I could, probably. I've seen. And then so, finally. Oh, I, I was right. just going to interrupt you. I have seen people use their Steam Deck as a Wii U. Yes, I have seen that as well. Like they, uh, there's there's plugins and add-ons that you could like install onto your hardware to use. It's so cool. Uh, it it's clunky, but it is an option. And what's the last game? And then finally, uh, best for last, I've been playing through Tears of the Kingdom on Steam Deck. Uh, I did a lot of configuring, and I've got it not consistently at 30 FPS. There's times where this engine is just like, hey, uh, forget what you think, you know, because we're running at 20 FPS, and there's nothing you could do about it. And yes. I, Roy, does that happen like even on the PC? The open world, uh, by default, I believe runs at 20 FPS. That is what my experience was without modding the emulator. And uh, it sure it, feels like it when you're when you're outside in the open world, it's 20 FPS, and then whenever you go into a shrine, it goes to 30 FPS. And sometimes walking around in the open world, like if it's not loading everything, it will jump to 30 FPS. But yes, a lot of it does seem like it's spent at in between 20 and 30 FPS. And that's not yeah, great. It, it seems to like dynamically choose to lock the frame rate to one or the other. I don't but know why. This game is good. Yeah, I'm not even is. super far. Like I'm, I just got my paraglider and then I went to go save and my game crashed. So hopefully that file actually saved. But boy, is this guy, I, I, I did something really embarrassed, and I wonder if I'm the only person who's done this. The very first time I found one of those falling rocks, I was like, oh, I know what to do. I'll use my time rewind powers and go up there. And then I hopped on it, and then I went all the way up, and uh, then I was just in the middle of the sky for a while without a, without a hang glider. <laughs> that and, sounds... Uh, not I did not funny. think that went through all the way. It, it by the time I got the the hang glider, uh, I had already seen my wife jump on one of those. I hadn't even thought of doing that, which I think is like one of the most magical things about that game is that you can potentially watch somebody else playing and then they do something that you would have never thought to do and it works. And it's like, I can't fucking believe that that worked. So like, all of my weapons are just fused versions of other types of the same weapon that I'm finding laying around. So my, my attack arcs are like three times the length of my body. It's a little ridiculous. I, I also, so she told me you have to go in the depths. And I, I had been playing, I had already completed one of the four dungeons and I hadn't gone into the depths yet. And she was like, you have to go into the depths to unlock the camera function to do the camera stuff in a bunch of the side quests. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll do that. I've been in the depths, like I said, for the last week. I still don't have the camera function, but I do have a fifth power that is just down there. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't unlock Fusro Da in Skyrim for like 20 hours. It, like like just the it, first part. It really, yeah, it does capture that same feeling. And like Breath of the Wild did too. But this like goes as far as what I would say like an Elder Scrolls game does in terms of like you can spend so much time in this game and have a completely different experience from somebody else who's been playing it just as much as you. 
and like i really like it's so hard to get that out of out of a game nowadays and with how many people are playing it like it really does feel a lot like whenever skyrim first came out 12 years ago i will play that game in like two months because i have other games i'm playing through right now i am going to end this discussion and move on to nick lotus because we do have two more people to talk about the games and then a ton of stories so nick lotus what games have you played this week well um this is this is not a game but i did want to just kind of chime in on it the uh i did just see today with with my son the new little mermaid movie and i was pleasantly surprised with a lot of it um melissa mccarthy as ursula honestly was not as i mean i i I didn't know what to expect going in but she had she had a lot of the uh pat carroll energy of the original animated one which which i liked and of course, Halle Bailey was an amazing Ariel. Uh, the movie recreated just the right, you know, iconic moments and story beats from the original. Like, you know, the scene where Ariel's singing on the rock and the waves are crashing dramatically behind her. And I almost made it all the way to the end without crying. <laughs> I, I, I don't like the live action movies. And I know a lot of people are upset because they made Ariel black, yes. which is stupid. No, um, but, but Halle Bailey is, is a great singer. She she gave a great performance. The uh, no 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 notes. <laughs> I think the Little Mermaid would be the live action recreation that I would hate the least because I don't like that original movie. Ah, <sighs> uh, fair enough. Um, but my they did sister, a few things. my sister ruined it for me by watching it every single day for like three months. And she would do that when we were kids. And it, it ruined that movie and Titanic for me. I can't watch Titanic without wanting oh, to wow. strangle somebody. <sighs> anyway. That's like, that's like this guy I was I, dating I, in I college. Think you have problems. I, I don't I have that, any problems. I don't know what you're talking about. You speak, speaking of movies being ruined for people, I was actually just telling Connor this the other day, that I, that I had a boyfriend in college who ruined the Lord of the Rings movies for me because I'd never seen them, and he insisted on marathoning all of the extended versions. I mean, yes, the extended versions are, are awesome. But, but all of them back-to-back, that's a lot. That's a lot of walking. That's, that's a, I, like, I would do that. But I would not. Yeah, I would force... make a day to do that. I wouldn't just be like, "Hey, let's do this. It'll be fun." I, I By the way, this is your Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't force somebody else to do that. Like, well, it I... was it was a situation where like it was a group of friends doing it, and it's like, okay, mm. I'm going along, but holy crap, I was bored. I like professional wrestling, but I'm not going to take my girlfriend and be like, "We're sitting down and we're watching seven hours of Japanese wrestling." Like, I, yeah. I'm going to do that by myself. I'm not going to, like, bring her in and be like, aha, we're watching wrestling now. Can't even understand the language. So, I, yeah. I understand. Like that's, I wouldn't be able to make it through one movie. I, I mean, yeah, one movie. Like, you don't like movies, no. though. This is correct. What? Did you, do, did you play any other games? Did you play but The I Little did, Mermaid for the Genesis? And there was, well, there was the NES version that I played when I was a kid. But uh, anyway, no, I did actually play one game this week, and it was uh, Mario Kart 8. 
I just kind of picked that up to to do something with my kid for a little while. He still he can't beat me yet, so at least I have that still. And I don't know how long this has been. I haven't played uh, Mario Kart Eight in a while, so I don't know how long this DLC's been in there. But they have Birdo as a playable character now, so I, I really, really might have to get that because Birdo is my girl. Peach is great. Birdo is better. That's good. That's good. I haven't. I haven't picked up Mario Kart 8. I know, I'm a heathen. I own a Switch, and I don't have, like, any of the games everyone wants me to play. Um, like, I don't have I don't have Super Smash Brothers, and I don't have Mario Kart. And I hear they're both, they're both pretty good. I'm going to talk about the games I played this week. Uh, yeah, as you know, I was on Twitch, so Monday I played Redfall. I, we're getting towards the end, so I've been playing with Durga and, and Sarah. Uh... And we're, we're almost at the end. I feel it. It's still really, really janky. Like, it, they needed another six months in, in the oven before they released this. And deadlines just, they, they were like, yeah, release it. We don't care that it's going to get 55% on Metacritic or whatever it's at. And it's, again, I, I said this before, we're not not having fun. But there's just a lot of jank. Sometimes we can't connect to each other, and we have to like reload it. And and they don't save the progress between the people, so only the host story progress goes on. So if Durga Durga was the host because he was the only person that Sarah and I could connect to. So if I hosted. Durga couldn't could connect to me, but Sarah couldn't connect to me. Sarah doesn't have good enough internet to host, so we all had to go, you know, get hosted through Durga. And if Durga isn't there, then we would have to start over because it's it's not that good of a game and they should share the progress. But that's me and I digress. Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, I played Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And I ended up beating that game. It's good. I really like the game. Uh, I was there. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm happy that Braytac from St- Stargate SG One was in it. And yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to spoil too much. But it's a good. It's a good Jedi game. And you start out with all of your powers from the previous game, and you don't lose them magically, which is awesome because that is a big problem in. A lot of those games like God of War where you'll go and they'll be like, aha, I took your powers from you. Have fun starting from level one, bitch. I'd really rather you didn't. Yeah. But okay. And, and what really pisses me off is they start you out with those powers. So you're like going through the first level in like the original God of War games. And you're like, oh, man, I'm actually powerful. This is great. I wonder how they're going to make me more powerful. And then Zeus c- comes along and is like, I'm taking all your powers. I'm like, oh, okay. And then you have to start over again. It's very, very frustrating. So you mean like the beginning of every Metroid game? Yeah, the beginning of every Metroid game. And I'm really happy that in this game, in Jedi Survivor, they don't do that. Uh, wasn't Me- Metroid Other M... I think that was the one for the, was that for the Switch or was it the Wii? That was on the, the Wii, Wii, bro. It was on the Wii. That was like 50 years ago. Yeah, I know. And they, 
I don't think they I, I don't think they took your powers away, but you had to have somebody like yeah, your you boyfriend just didn't have them in the first place. Yeah, your boyfriend would have to unlock them for you. It was your your boss. Your your mm-hmm. yeah. 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 You are authorized to use your missiles now because the situation deems it. It's like, yeah, okay, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot for unlocking that button for Look, me. She was way more concerned with the baby than with using her missiles because women love baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then... The game sucked. Because did, yes. I finished... On Wednesday, I finished uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, so I picked up another game. Unfortunately, it's only on the Epic Game Store. It's only in 1080p. And it only runs at 30 frames a second. You cannot change any of those. You can change... Why why would you do that? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why they would do that. It's not Jedi Survivor. No, why would you pay money for that? Uh, Because I really wanted to play the game. Because I've... Even with those bugs... Or or features that they put in the game, limitations. It's it, it was still getting really good reviews, and it's uh, the new Star Trek Resurgence game, which is Star Trek, but it's like a Telltale game, and it's it's really good. It's like watch. It's like playing through an episode or many many episodes of Star Trek, and I I really like it. It's, it's really good. I wouldn't recommend that you buy it, but I was gonna say, don't you dare fucking say you should play it because I'm not giving the Epic Game Store my money for one. Right, right. it's I'm also, also not supporting a bad PC port. Right, it's also on. It's also on. I believe Xbox One and PS4. So you could play it there, and that would probably be yeah. I just better have experience. to like spend eight hours updating my PS4. I don't think it would like take three, eight hours. Or like three weeks updating my Xbox since I haven't turned it on since you came here. That was five years ago. Yeah, that's how useless the Xbox One is. We'll, we'll play some Rock Band when I come visit again. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, it, but the Star Trek Resurgence, the game itself, minus the fact for some fucking reason they decided to put it at 1080p you can change the resolution but every other resolution i tried was four by three aspect ratio what the fuck i don't know like 1080p is the highest and it only runs at it only runs at 30 frames a second i tried changing the ini file to be like ah make it make it 60 and then it's just like nah we're not doing that (laughs) i think from from everywhere I read, I think it might be due to some physics in the game, but it's a it's a telltale game. What physics do you have to worry about? It might uh it might be that it would fuck with the timings of the cutscenes. That's, that's a thing in uh that's a thing in Zelda. Yeah, the original sixty FPS mod, it just made the game run at sixty FPS no matter what. And all of the timings for everything the fi- and the physics and even the internal clock of the game was all based around the frame rate. Yeah, that makes sense. And that could be it. It's but but even with all of those limitations, I'm still having fun with the game. Again, I wouldn't recommend anyone buy it, but if I would say if they come out with a mod 
first off, if it goes on sale, I got it for it's it's for it's on sale for forty dollars. Like that's the the retail price. Uh, I got it for thirty dollars because I guess I had an epic coupon. Yeah, there's but, an epic sale going on right now. So I got it for thirty bucks. I would say if it was twenty bucks or less, and they came out with mods that would allow you to, you know, change the resolution beyond 1080p. <laughs> that would be great. Or if they, you know, patched in the ability to change your resolution and increase the frame rate beyond 30 frames a second. But I don't, I don't or see that happening. Or you could happen. just, you could also get uh, Fallout New Vegas for free. Yeah, you can on get the Fallout. Epic Game Store. Yeah, the ultimate edition of Fallout New Vegas, and you can play that, and that's still a little janky as well, but not as janky. Oh, it's janky, but it is just so, so good. heart. Yes, it's so <laughs> full of heart. Why and, won't you let me love you, Boone? Why? And and it plays absolutely fine on the Steam Deck. So you could get you could get if you got Epic Game Store, uh, the free version of New Vegas, you could get the Heroic Launcher. Download New Vegas on there on your Steam Deck, and then play it play it that way. If you already have it on Steam, which I don't know why you want it, uh, New Vegas runs perfectly well on the Steam Deck because damn, my, this is making me want to replay New Vegas. My my girlfriend uh, was just absolutely crushing through New Vegas before her Steam Deck. Uh, it didn't die, but her account got locked. And she refuses to contact support because she doesn't want to talk to people. <laughs> uh, I was like, but, but, but I bought, I bought you that. You should, you should not have also, it as a paperweight. Your, it's your Steam account. I know, I know, I know. Trust me. Social We're anxiety gonna, is a hell of a thing. I know. We're I, gonna move I, on. I get that. I don't want to talk to anybody either. But God, I'll do it Probably for do it her, but she won't let me. Um. We're going to move on to our news stories for the day because we've spent half an hour talking about where you can find us in games do. we've been playing. Uh, Jackalyptic Games has announced... This This I brought over only for Connor, and I don't even think he'll care, care about it because it's an MMO. They're coming out with a new Warhammer MMO. Yeah, I sure are. I mean, I hope it's good. I hope it's good, too. I hear, I hear that uh, the old Warhammer MMO was actually pretty good. I just never played it. It was good, but it was very PvP based. Yeah, I don't and like that. You're not gonna make a super successful MMO like that. It says here it's a quote from one of the developers. It says we haven't specified the particular IP yet. So it is so there's there's forty K and then there's and that's and that's the newer stuff, right? Like that's like the future stuff. There's 40k, there's 30k, which is also known as the Horus Heresy. Then there's Age of Sigmar, which is the the new name for Warhammer Fantasy. As far as like, there's also Necromunda, which is 40k. There's Blood Bowl, which is Age of Sigmar. It just jumps all over the place. Is the End Times considered a separate thing? Uh, I or believe is that, like, is that still part of Age of Sigmar? I believe End Times is Age of Sigmar. Interesting. Mm -hmm. They're making a that that's it. We figured it out. They're making a Blood Bowl MMO. I'd fucking play that. I, lo I love Blood Bowl. I'd play the uh, fuck out of that. But the quote says, we haven't specified the particular IP yet, but I can tell you as a longtime fan of everything Warhammer, I'm thrilled. Honestly, my career, my career has been spent trying to create games inspired by my personal hobbies. 
comic books, which was City of Heroes and Champions Online. So apparently the developer worked on City of Heroes, Champions Online, Star Trek Online, uh, Neverwinter, DC Universe Online, and a couple of stabs at Marvel. Um, and then Warhammer is another passion of mine. So the developer um, is That's a pretty excited. good pedigree, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think all of those games are... They've had a level of success. And I'm hoping... I, it's, I, I hate Star Trek Online, but I understand why some people really like it. But I do think that it would be cool to see another Warhammer game, MMO game, and I'm I, again, I'm not sure... That's it. That's all that they've said, is that we are developing one, and they haven't released any information or any... They, they haven't released any pictures, any videos, anything like that. So. Right, because it's purely in pre-development mm-hmm. right now. Something like that. Obviously, I like the IP, and I want to see it succeed, but I don't know what I'm looking at to, to have succeed. They are, Yeah, the studio was founded in May 2022. So at most, they have been in, this game has been in development for a year. And I'm going to imagine it's even shorter than that. And they they probably finally got everything settled into where they're going to make an MMO and they're still working with Games Workshop to decide what it's going to be. Yeah. Well, well, we'll keep you updated. I'm sure more information will come out and we'll talk about it because it's one of the passions of Connor. So I figure we'll talk more about Warhammer because he likes that. It's a fun world. I like it. Well, it's a universe and it's not just one world. It's an entire universe, Connor. Boo. Boo and this man. Now to speak about Earth, we're going to talk about China has approved Microsoft Microsoft's buyout of Activision Blizzard. So far, from what I recall, we've spoken about the UK has rejected it. The European Union has approved it, and now China has approved it. Uh, I think that that's looking good for the the eventual buyout from of Activision Blizzard for Microsoft. If the United States approves it, it's just going to go through. Like they'll they'll find some way to basically say get on board or we're not going to sell these products in the UK and the UK will probably just cave. I that's what I see. Uh I but w- I did tell you that we'd give you updates on this. And that's the update. That China has approved it. And China, I don't know if you know this, it's a huge market. There's a few people in China, and they may they may play video games sometimes. Did uh, they like two hours a week? Yeah. Did they take that's away? That's only if you're 18 or younger. Did they take away World of Warcraft out of China? Uh, they didn't take it out of China. Well. Okay, so Activision has nobody in China to localize it, basically. Like they, they can't they can't support it in China. So everyone which this was already the case, by the way, just gonna put it out there. Uh people in China uh are just gonna be forced to play on American servers, and that is already very much a thing. Uh it, it's really obnoxious. I'm just I'm just gonna say it flat out. I hate it. I hate that it has to happen. Just like all the oceanic people who there are no oceanic 
realms. They're they're you have to play on fucking North America. So your ping is always 500 milliseconds when you're playing with a, somebody in Australia. It's it's stupid. Anyway, yeah, that, that sucks. And I and I agree with you. I also don't think World of Warcraft is is made for that level of international support. Uh, we've spoken about it before, like Final Fantasy uh, 11 and 14 has a built-in translator. Oh, uh, uh, they've they have uh, so there, there's some stuff where like um, it'll if you like put equipment or or a spell type or something in there, it'll automatically change it over. They don't have any kind of translation function or anything, but. Uh, I'm just I mean, I'm just still so mad that nobody's stolen that idea of just having like you just know like a shooting f- everything through Google Translate. Yeah, ha- well having a few hundred phrases, not like anything uh PSO2 has it. Yeah, uh the, well that's good. That's good. That's another Japanese That's another Japanese game. Yeah. Go figure. Um but yeah, so having like just a little bit of auto translate, like again, you know, like a hundred, two hundred, three hundred maybe phrases that you could go through and kind of just find what you need to say to communicate this to people. Anyway, uh, it's it's stupid that they don't have that, but I understand that would probably take more time than they want to put towards it. And the next story we're gonna talk about is one that's near and dear to our hearts. We've been talking about this basically since we started our podcast. The It's not dying. Why won't it die? <laughs> Movie pass. Somebody put it out of its misery. Jesus. I, it just, I forgot that it came back. It keeps coming back and then just getting shot in the head and then... Somehow comes... Movie Pass has returned. Yeah. I guess so, it's spent more time dead than alive because I really haven't heard about it that much. It, yeah, it'll die and it then was, just. It was come a back. number of years between its first death and it coming back, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I guess just... somebody just it, it, whether it be one of the, it's got to be one of the owners just really, really likes the idea and won't let it go, even <laughs> though it's an inherently not sustainable business model. Yeah. Like there is no way to make it work unless you partner with certain with unless you partner with the major chains. Well, and that's and the major okay. chains already have their own program. Well, well, let's let's go back here and we'll talk about how it's working. Uh, it even in the article they say it's Movie Pass 2.0 or 3.0 or whatever. Um, it does say that from the article in Engadget, the nationwide relaunch includes over 4,000 movie theater locations throughout the country. Um, it says AMC, Regal, Cinemark, and a slew of smaller regional chains. Um, the subscription model now costs a bit more money. So it used to be $10 for unlimited in-person movies. And the idea was that you wouldn't go, you would only go watch a movie once or twice a month. So you would end up making a, or movie pass would end up making a profit. However, Except that didn't work. Tickets are not that cheap. I, however, that didn't work. Uh, and, and a lot of people... It's funny because people who sign up for a service where you get unlimited <laughs> movies will probably want to go watch movies all the time. Th- those are the types of people who want to watch movies all the time. 
So then the new one has a different model. Uh, plans do still start at $10 a month, but this is only good for three movies each month. See, that that's fair, right? That makes sense. $10 a month, you go watch three movies a month. And I'm sure there are blackout dates and like you can't watch a movie on opening night, stuff like that. Um, I think I think that would have been a better solution at the start, but that's not what they did. Um, if you want to go up from there, uh, you get one subscription tiers go all the way up to $40 a month, which allows for 30 theatrical screenings. So it's four times more expensive than the original plan, which was unlimited. But honestly, if you're going to watch 30 movies a month, $40 for that is still really good. Like, it's I'd a really good I'd still like price. to know how they plan on making money. I, yeah. I, I have no idea how that's going to make the money unless, unless they have partners. Uh, so it, it does look like, so they said before, you can make arrangements to see a film on the MoviePass app as long as the theater has partnered directly with the company. So maybe they have worked something out then. Yeah, maybe they, they have a like a licensing fee where they, you know, pay a certain percentage to the, the movie no, theaters and stuff. It's, it's definitely something like that. And that was that was what had killed the fucking business in the first place. So at least at least they've learned that much. Yeah. But. And if you, if you like watching movies in movie theaters and you're in a position where you're like, I, I want to go watch 30 movies a month. Forty dollars is not that bad. And I, I think there Do are 30 movies come out in a month. A lot of people will rewatch rewatch movies in theaters all the time. That's that's yeah. not a now that my kid's actually old enough to sit through a movie for the most part, this might actually be worth it to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe not actually. the high tier, like 31s a month or whatever, but like the three, maybe. I don't know. If, if three kids' I, movies come out in a month. I could, I could see the $10 a month tier being appealing to a large number of people. Yeah. Like, because, like, realistically i don't think most people are going to see more than a couple of movies a month and if you directly limit them then they definitely won't see more than a couple movies a month and you're essentially paying like half price at that point my, and I, I i think people are into that my problem yeah. is i'm like an hour away from a regal cinema so there's no way i'm going to be doing that once even even once a month is there's like oh, i don't want to drive an hour to go watch a movie uh at regal i have a movie theater in town but they they do say that they are partnered with some local theaters i, I so. doubt they're it's a local it's like it's not a chain theater at all it's no just, but yeah. if if they're getting you have to keep in mind if they're getting feature films they have connections somewhere with the movie industry. Like, otherwise they wouldn't be getting those flash drives with the movie on them. Oh, what? So Whoa. Like, Actually, it might. Let me see. I'm looking at the list. Um, actually, you are correct. The, the place that I live is partnered with this. Well, there you go. Shockingly enough. <laughs> Um, I am, I am very, very shocked that they would include this movie theater in this town of 8,000 people, uh, 
to be partnered with with this so with movie pass so that actually maybe maybe would be worth it if you you know if i wanted to go watch a movie in theaters which i don't usually but that's okay it happens yeah i'm not gonna lie i have not considered going to see a movie since since sonic 2 i saw guardians of the galaxy last weekend that was pretty good that's about it there was something else that appealed to what was it what there was something else that appealed to my man-childness that was recently announced for theaters. Oh, the Little oh, Mermaid. Right, the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Oh, right. We spoke about that last week. Yeah, yeah. you guys talked about that last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that might be enough to drag me back, but for the most part, yeah, I don't care about movies. All right. We're going to move past Movie Pass, just like the economy is going to do that in three months. Uh, <laughs> we're going to move on and we're going to talk about the 3DS. Nintendo just. Fucking things up this week. Nintendo uh, just fucking hates everyone. They do. Nintendo doesn't want you playing their games. They have decided to do an update for their 3DS consoles, which has broken common homebrew hacking methods. So I brought this up, and since I already have a pretty good background with 3DS hacking, I assumed that I would I would go in on it. Oh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, uh, for a very long time now, uh, since Nintendo was still supporting the 3DS even, uh, it has been trivial to hack your 3DS. There's a website that's like 3dshacks.something. Um, my image is .guide. But in any case, yeah, it's it's pathetically easy. You put some files on an SD card, plug that in, open i think the uh like sound recorder app or something like that and then you're you're done you you can run whatever you want on your 3ds which of course includes pirated games but hey you know nintendo is literally like has has literally said no we don't want you to play this console anymore it is dead go away so why would they care at this point uh, i don't know but Nintendo decided, uh, hey, since we don't want you to play this console anymore, we're going to launch an update that its only purpose is to keep you from being able to hack the 3DS very easily. It is still possible, I, I must mention, but it is nowhere near as trivial as it was before. So uh, if you have a 3DS, don't update it. Yeah, which, like, what... I. <laughs> Nobody who hacks their 3DS is going to update their 3DS in the first place. Like, nobody who is open to this idea is going to ever update to this this particular update. So I don't know what, like, I don't know which asshole at Nintendo decided to do this and thought that it would be worth the developer who had to go through and, and fix all this shit. I don't I don't know what what their justification was in that. Like did they just have some extra budget left over and they like brought in an intern and was like, "Hey, can you uh can you just run a few commands to to patch all of these internal middleware applications to make our fucking it was 10-year-old system safe?" It was one guy 
and they're like, dude, you've been here for 20 years. You you work on the 3DS. It's dead. We're going to fire <laughs> you. And he's like, no, no, no. I got I got an update. I got an update for a 3DS. I'm going to make it up. Can't hack it? Huh? Huh? Now, I do wonder... Uh... Maybe this is a preemptive thing for an upcoming 3DS launch on Switch or something, or or maybe for whatever the Switch 2, you know, um, because uh, what a lot of people don't know is the PSP actually has an updated version of the PlayStation 1 BIOS on it and that makes certain games work better than they did even on like original hardware uh and there on top of that there's a version of the psp operating system that was released for the vita emulator uh so like, like there's there's a psp emulator inside of the vita and that is running a particular version of the psp firmware so, like, maybe it's something like that where they patched these things so that you couldn't run Homebrew within the 3DS emulator that they're going to release for Switch Online with uh, whatever the next Switch is. Uh, so maybe it's something like that. And they were just like, well, it, it's going to run on original hardware anyway. Why don't we push this out and, you know, take a bunch of piracy open devices off the market, more or less. I don't know. Still seems like a really stupid waste of time, but they it's, did it, and it's dumb. I would do this, especially I, it, now that you you can't buy 3DS games anymore. I I would do this. I would I would have kept the original Xbox servers online just to patch out stuff like this. Just bring. <laughs> like, I would I would bring the service. Be like, we're bringing the Xbox service back online, baby, and the, people would plug in. And then it would update and just crash all of their modded Xboxes. Like it, it really would be along those same lines as as, as being like, we are here at Microsoft. We love old platforms, so we're launching a new update for the original Xbox. Just put this with, and then they send out a bunch of fucking DVDs to everybody <laughs> who wants them. They update their Xbox, and its only purpose is to make it so that you can't run Homebrew on it anymore. Oh, that would be oh, that would be magical. Oh, by the way, if you try to open up the original Splinter Cell to install Linux on it, it bricks it. <laughs> yeah, it just, <laughs> it just if you try to launch that particular version of of Splinter Cell or Mech Assault or uh, uh, the fucking 007 game, I what <laughs> like I love any of those. What I love is if you go to eBay and you look up Splinter Cell original Xbox, they're like, yeah, it comes with a flash drive <laughs> with with the hacking on it. I'm like, oh, great, sweet. Did that Originally a few days back. bought that game to hack my Xbox, and then it came with the extra bonus of being a solid-ass game. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's a fantastic game. Uh, uh, it's that, That's actually very similar, and I, I know I shouldn't be getting on a tangent, but it's real short. Um, there's a there's a series of games on the PSP uh, called DJ Max Portable. And you're going to talk about Patapone for a second. No, no. Uh, DJ Max uh, has an anti-piracy feature because they knew that the PSP was really prone to piracy. Uh, if it detects the folder on your 
memory card that uh, everyone uses to store ISOs, it will delete all of your saves for every game on your PSP. That is... That... that that's not cool. That's awful. No, it's not. <laughs> I I, I remember what it did. I remember I used to read something called the Angry Technician, something like that. And he was an IT guy and he worked for a school and he was like sometimes I'd, you know, be going through people's folders, you know, making sure they didn't have anything that wasn't allowed in the schools and they would save emulators onto their little section that they had available, like the 200 megs that you have available to you to save files and stuff. And so what he would do is he would go through and delete their save files for like their N64 emulators and stuff. Oh, what a bitch. <laughs> He's like, yep, I wouldn't, I wouldn't delete the entire thing. I would just delete their save files. Awesome. Uh, we are going to move on. And our next story, uh, we are all American. And there is nothing more American uh, than a bunch of white people talking about how it is to be black in the United States. So <laughs> there is a new VR game that is designed to help people experience what it was like to play in the uh, Negro Leagues of baseball. That's yes, what it says and, here. And, I, and I brought this up. It is uh, an NPR story, lovingly referred to by our uh, member stations as the mothership. But in any case, no, the, the, I, I was not coming at the story at the angle that Nathan just presented. <laughs> Sorry. I was. But uh, speaking of, you know, you guys were just talking about how MoviePass won't die. Maybe it's just my perspective that's not fully re realized. But it seems like VR has kind of just been floating just under the radar for the most part. Like, stop trying to make it a thing. I can almost like see the mean girls memes in my head. I love VR. Um, I love VR. <laughs> It's so, so good. Yeah, uh, but no one supports it. No. Go, go yeah. on. And so it was interesting to me because largely, you know, like there's there's been a couple of big hits like your Beat Sabers and I don't I'm not quite sure how uh the Alex um Half-Life Alex game was received. Great. But at it least was, it got a lot of press. Yeah, it would uh, everyone loves it. Yeah, but but a lot of a lot of other VR games that that get any sort of notice are, you know, meme games, you know. And so it's in, this story was interesting to me because it was uh, not only kind of, well, okay, this VR experience has risen to the level of national coverage on a major news outlet, but also it's just kind of cool to see this technology being used for, you know, social education and commentary. Because uh, the developer is an associate professor at North Carolina State University. And the idea is, you know, this game tries to present both the racism that is involved was involved, of course, of just being a black person in the 1940s, but then also the the acclaim that the players received, and you know, kind of showing a more comprehensive thing. And the idea is, you know, you can role play through this this thing that you've only ever read about in a history book. That's actually a lot more interesting than I thought that this was. So I was I didn't actually read anything about what you had posted because I'm a dick, but. Um... That is really cool. I was thinking it was just uh, somebody had made a game that was you're a black guy playing baseball in the 40s and like it was going to be like trying to tell a story but not necessarily like do anything meaningful with that. But the, the fact that it's somebody who 
is obviously very involved in in the study of that sort of thing. That makes it a lot more appealing to me. I think it was only ten bucks too. Yeah, I was thinking so, about getting it because it, it does look interesting. Because I have I've talked a... before. That, sorry, it, it, but I, I I've said before. I think that VR does grant a very unique way of being able to uh, allow a player to experience having a different body in general. Like I do really think that if we can make the technology just that little bit more immersive, that things like, like gender therapy can actually probably be helped quite a bit by this sort of tech. Um, I know that I've like, I've played VR chat and just having the experience of being in a different body and seeing that movement connected to my movement, like that feeling of immersion, it's, it's very impactful in a way that only VR can deliver. I think even with as, as not that great as the tech really is at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, I, I am very interested in what this has to say now that I know that it's not just sort of a baseball simulator. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, uh, I get the impression, I haven't played it, but from the story, I get the impression that it's it's kind of like a, almost like a living history kind of situation, but it's in your living room instead of having to go somewhere. That is a really neat idea. I, uh, I, I haven't I haven't even put my VR headset on in months, so this might be something to actually get me to try it out again. Oh, and Nathan, uh, you, I think you were going to ask if I have a VR headset, which I don't. And I was actually going to think I was thinking of going back and looking and seeing if there is, you know, a a version that you don't have to have the headset for. Oh yeah, that might you you might have to play it in VR, and if it's coming for the PC, then you have to get. Either an Oculus or a Vive or whatever. As far as I know, it's exclusively on Steam right now. Yeah. You could get a Quest and use it with PC Link. And the Quest is 300 or did it go up in price? Uh, brand new, it's, uh, I think brand new, it's still like 400, but you can get them used on like eBay or something and just get a replacement face gasket for like 10 bucks. That's oh, what I, I, have... I had a friend I, I who. Have... Um, Sorry, I actually do have a, a VR headset for my PS4, but I don't know if there's any way to make that compatible with Steam. It it doesn't work very well from experience. Yeah. There, you can you can make it work for like watching videos in VR, but I would not use it for playing games in VR. That makes sense. Uh, we are we are going to move on to the last. If, the last story is many stories because it's covering the Sony state of play, and I'm going to do just like a, a one and a half minute rant here. Um, you guys know that I do IT work. I, I fix computers for a living with for, for a dental company. And the average amount of phone calls I get in one day is zero. And so I was like, okay, sweet. You know, tickets, you know, the queue's pretty slow. I'm going to put on state of play. I'll take notes and stuff while watching it. And in that one hour that they were going on, I got five phone calls of people wanting my help. And I was like, why are you calling me directly? We have a ticket line and we have a line that you call in when you need tech help and you are calling me directly. 
I was I was very upset because I didn't get to take my notes or really watch it as much as I wanted to. So very upsetting. Um, of course, it had to happen. That, that's always what happens, right? When you're trying to sit down and do something, you just get bombarded with stuff. Um, so I was trying to look for a better list, but this was kind of the best list I could get was from Destructoid. Um, I wanted just like all the announcements and trailers popped up like we normally have, but I couldn't find one that was good. So they all kind of suck. Um, did in, any of you watch State of Play live? Uh, no. Yes. What did you think of it, Connor? I think I, the consensus is it was not very good. I think I've seen a lot of these innovations in Nintendo products over the last decade beforehand. Yes. <laughs> Um, so it kicked off with uh, something called Fair Games. Um, it's a new game from Haven, and uh, it was mostly a tone-setting trailer, but the tone seems to be Techno Cyber Heist, which sounds good, uh, but I don't, I don't recall seeing... Again, I was getting phone calls the whole time, so uh, you'll have to forgive me for looking this up real quick. But yeah, it looks. I I think I remember this. Act now, and then, yeah, it it doesn't show any actual gameplay. Yeah, it, it's you're gonna be hearing that a lot this evening. Yes. Well, I yeah yeah. I I do think that I like that there are more games coming out like this because you know we like payday. <laughs> um, but. We I played that uh, Rocky City game, and it yeah, wasn't, game sucks. Wasn't good. Yeah. Wasn't good. It was. Hey, it was you know what right. else wasn't good? Hell Divers. Original Hell Divers wasn't very good either. Was it not good? No. It was I like went, mid, very mid. It got some patches later that I that I think supposedly made it a little better, but uh, when I saw this, when I first saw the beginning part of the trailer, I thought it was a. Uh, Starship Trooper, Starship Troopers game. That's very similar to what Helldivers is, anyway. So that makes that's, sense. That's basically very confused what is why is. they had ODST on a Sony product. <laughs> because they had to. Then the next one they talked about was Immortals of Abum. Is that Abum, how you say? I don't know. Abum. No, it's a first-person shooter where you do magic stuff. There's a little bit of gameplay at the end. It shows off a lot of environments, and they all look like they're doing the same boring, unimaginative first-person shooter stuff. Mm-hmm. For me, and I maybe it's just me, but it looks like there's just so... There's too many particle effects on scene. Like, there's just it, yeah, too much... Cutscene. You know what it looks like? It looks like a PS5 launch title where they're like trying to show off how many particle effects that they can do. Yeah, it's just like too much visual information coming in at once, and it, it doesn't mean anything to me. And um, also, like, I can't... Is this a multiplayer game? No, it's a single-player story-driven game. This looks like it's going to be really boring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what doesn't look actually very boring is Ghost Runner 2. I hear Ghost Runner 1 was great, so... Yeah, it's okay. Uh, Ghost Runner 2 will probably be Speed-running first-person well. platformer. Yeah. Um, isn't it, It's kind of a puzzle game. Like you're you're just trying to find your the way through. It's yeah, it's it's very much like 
like any other side-scrolling, uh, really hard as nails platformer. Except I'd say it's, it's in a first puzzle person. game in the same way that like Super Meat Boy, the puzzle game. Yeah, that that, that was yeah. what I was trying to to get at. Yeah, all, all I was of trying those to games... think of. I'm I'm trying to think of the one that Celeste. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, very weird. akin to Celeste. Mm. Uh, the next game they spoke about was Phantom Blade Zero, and originally when ta- when looking at this, I thought, oh, it's Ghost of Tsushima two, and then it wasn't. It was it was Phantom Blade Zero, which is very similar. You're in you're playing a samurai basically and fighting. It looks guys a with... lot more fucking hardcore, like it does. in terms of just over the top violence and action. Though, like, I'm, it doesn't look as slow paced. Yeah, it, it, if you watch through, because it does show gameplay towards the end, but just the first like minute, I was like, oh, it's Ghost of Tsushima, and then it starts going kind of off the off the rails, and yeah, not I, I being thought it was going to be grounded. I thought it was like Sekiro or something, but even that, like, it's not even. It's way faster even than Sekiro, and it has a lot of like theatrical movements and shit. Like, I'm I'm down with this. Yeah, I think it looks, it looks cool as fuck. It looks good. I think this one is. Is this an exclusive? I'm not sure. No, it's on PC and PS5. Okay, we'll talk about all that in a in a minute too. Um, the next one. Was are we really sword... gonna go through every single one of these fucking things? Yes. I, I imagine a lot of these are gonna be like, "Yep, it sure is." Anyways. Pretty yeah. much. Uh, oh, next game is Sword of the Sea, and it's it's Journey. That's all. It wow. Is. It's it's Journey. It's a walking simulator, running simulator. Don't care. Um, yep. There's a new entry in the Talos Principle Two. Oh boy, first person puzzle game. Don't care. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got Neva. Neva. Yeah, they made Gris, so it's another fucking boring game that's just 2D Journey. Okay, yep. 2D Journey, not good. Not good. I, I would actually say this is probably going to be like Neo, where Sony was like, oh, we can make 2D basic shaded platformers that make people cry, and they just throw money at you? Yeah, let's do that. Then we've got... Oh, yeah, there's, there's some, like, crying bit at the end. I don't fucking care. Cat Quest Pirates of the Caribbean. 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 I mean, that, Car- that pun alone has my attention. Yeah. I... I don't see... They don't have the trailer here. And again, I wasn't able to see it because I was on a phone call at the time. Well, it's coming out next year, so it probably didn't have any gameplay anyway. Um, I'm looking... No, it's an anime-style cutscene. Uh, although, nope, there's a little bit of gameplay at the end where they are driving around in a ship and they... Oh, wait. Oh, it's Cat Quest. I didn't even realize it was Cat Quest. Cat Quest, the first Cat Quest was great. So it's probably going to be good. Yeah. Uh, the next game I do remember seeing is called Foam Stars. And it is. Uh, Splatoon? It's, it's Splatoon. That's all it is. Like, I just read that sentence and was like, oh, it's Splatoon. Okay. Yeah. It's Splatoon. And, and to be fair, it looks fun. Uh, Foam Stars looks like it, you know, it looks like mm. Splatoon, and Splatoon was fun. Uh, it is more anime based. Well, different type of anime based. I was gonna say, not, you think not, that you think this looks anime? What the fuck are you? There, there's a little like it. It, it definitely looks like they're going for an anime style. It looks like art Fortnite style. art style. Yeah. Uh, eh, maybe. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's very bright, very colorful. Um, instead Can't of wait to see this dead in the water within one year of its release. Oh yeah, yeah. This this yeah. thing is gonna tank. Oh yeah, it's it it is Splatoon, and you 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 don't turn into a squid. You're just a human who's going around and. Instead of doing ink, it's man. Foam. They even have the they even and, have the thing where you like ride on a like you move fast whenever you're in your own color. Yep. Yeah. No, like, this is this this reeks of copyright infringement. Yeah. <laughs> I I am really excited for the lawsuit that <laughs> Nintendo is gonna place well, on Sony. Certainly different enough, but I definitely don't care. No. If it's free, maybe it'll be all right. No, but no, don't it, care. It'll be tw- it'll be twenty bucks, just like super. Uh, I almost said Super Mario, it's just like nice. PlayStation. Oh God, All-Stars it's another was. Squeenix game too. Yep. What is Square Enix doing? I don't know. The Losing next one, money. The next one is the Plucky Squire, which real, is real talk, guys. I'm I'm kind of excited for this one. This one looks dope as shit. It does. It does look pretty good. It's a and I think it's coming out for PC too. You play it tiny character it's like, like a storybook your, character yeah you play like a storybook character or um i'm thinking small soldiers um where you're okay. a toy basically doing like it's 3d platforming and action and then you also have storybook areas where it is oh 2d yeah that it's, so it's, cute. it's super paper mario yeah well, and and you also like the, there's like in the pictures on playstation blog uh there are parts where you like go into the side of like a toy container that mm-hmm. has like art on the side of it mm-hmm. or like just the side of a little mug like that's really neat this okay. game of all that i've seen this is the one that I was like huh okay yeah the the next game i'm not sure exactly it's, it's roblox it it's is. we could skip it's it. uh it is a it is a single player heist game where your goal is to get the thing to the location by whatever means necessary, and that means is usually involving a lot of destruction of all of the voxels in the environment. It's been oh. on PC for like years now. It's called Teardown. So, I don't like the fact that it is single player. If I'm doing yeah, a heist if game, really I want to play this. Just play Red Faction Gorilla. Yes. It is very akin to Red Faction Guerrilla in terms of its destruction capability. Uh, yes. And everybody, I, I know there's a lot of people that are excited that they're coming out with Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater. So another, it's a re-release of Metal Gear Solid Snake well, it's Eater. Well, it's not a re-release. It's a full-on remake. Uh, it's a remake of Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater. I've never those, played those it. Those Metal Gear Solid games do so great without Kojima at the helm. Well, they—they're just not going to change anything. They're, this is this is Konami looking at what Capcom's doing with the Resident Evil series and going, "Hey, we have a bunch of old games that we can pay somebody to just make with new graphics." Yeah, we'll just they, do that. They also are re-releasing Metal Gear Solid and Sons of Liberty uh, to PS5 this autumn as well. So it's Metal Gear Solid and Snake Eater Sons is of... the original versions. Yes. So that's. That's the collection that will be coming, which is pretty cool. There uh, are 14 games. Then yeah, I, I bet that it's just running in a fucking emulator. That'd be great. There's or it's towers, whatever the HD collection did. Towers of... Uh, I don't know I'm how to say it. You got me, man. Uh, sh- I'm guessing a Gazba. A Gazba. Yeah. 
I actually oh, had a friend who messaged it's Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend who messaged me today saying she was interested in she was like, What is this game? It's Jabra, it's got something like a gospel. I was like, I don't fucking know. Because again, no, I, was, I wasn't able to watch this. Literally while I was watching this, I was like, Oh look, Sony's got a Breath of the Wild now. That's good. I'm happy. I'm <laughs> happy for them. And uh it should be It's like Breath know. of the Wild tied with Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, they do I was have even giant thinking monsters. like Horizon. Yeah. But yeah, probably Shadow of the Colossus is more apt. Just because of all the giant things that yeah. you seem to walk around on. Yeah, Speaking of giant things, Sweeney also teased Final Fantasy 16. Oh my all god, it looks so bad. Yeah. It looks so bad. I, I haven't seen much of anything on it, but just reading about it and like the, especially the game rating, I'm interested. I want to know what the fuck they're going to do with the story. Because it sounds like it's going to be cracked as fuck. Uh, they, I just, I, it's going to be and so like bad. calling the calling the giant boss battles with your summons being like wrestling matches. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? It's like, going to be cinematic and so boring. It they did they tried to do that in Final Fantasy twelve, where when you used a summon, you like turned into that summon. Yeah, yeah, no, but it's, I think Connor's right, it's just going to be, like, really cinematic, and you're going to, like, push the button to win, but Probably. I still want to see, I want to watch the clips of it, like, I, I, I'm i just excited for that shit, I and don't that, care about Final Fantasy. And that releases June 22nd, so, like, a month from now, and I, oh, yeah, and I'm going to be way too you, busy playing Diablo for that. I will tell you, I am going to hate this game, I'm, I'm still going to buy it, because I hate myself, going to buy it and play it, because I'm stupid. But I will be, that's June 22nd is when the new Final Fantasy 16 comes out. Uh, they also announced something else that people might be interested in. Alan Wake 2 comes out October 17th. Yeah, it's an Epic Game Store exclusive on PC, so I don't care. Wing and a miss. And also it looks like they turned it, instead of being Alan Wake, into The Last of Us. Which, uh, I just think oh. that's a, another swing and a miss with them. Probably. Remedy, no. Why? Um, and then... Another October. The, I do like that a lot of the games they're talking about are getting released this year. Um, we'll talk more about that in a bit. But Assassin's Creed Mirage, October 12th. Does anybody here still play Assassin's Creed? I will probably eventually get this. I never played Valhalla yet, so I mean, like, I'm, I'm a couple versions behind yet. But I will probably eventually end up What was the I... one before that? Was that or Origins? Or... Uh, it was either o Odyssey, Odyssey or Origins. Odyssey. I think it was Odyssey. Yeah. That was fun. I never beat it, but I played a lot. Um, and then we've got uh, something called Revenant Hill. Yeah, it's game from, from the same studio who did Night in the Woods. I, this does not look like a game that would appeal to me. Would it appeal to you, Nick Lotus, since you knew about well, it? Well, yeah, I was scrolling through this, and I just uh, I saw where Night in the Woods fans have something to in this and I've seen I haven't played Night in the Woods, but I've seen, you know, some Let's Players do it. And it looks like a really cool game. And of course, you know, this has got a, you know, the same art style. And it, it looks like something if I ever get around to playing uh, Night in the Woods, then I might get to this. Yes, that was exactly looks, how I felt. <laughs> it looks like another like like another Neo, you know, a, a 2D uh, cell, not shell shaded, but uh, voxel shaded, whatever the hell it's called, where it's all the same color. Uh, that's gonna try to give you a story that makes you cry. Yeah, that's possible. 
Uh, yeah, there Night in the Woods was kind of a like a a top down perspective visual novel, more or less. That's my understanding. And there's nothing so, wrong with that, but it's you know it's not anything to go screaming to the top of the mountains about. Uh, the next game they showed off was Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, and uh, it looks fun. Taking down Isn't dragons. Grand Blue Fantasy, a, a free to play mobile game. Pro- probably, but I'm watching the the PlayStation trailer and uh, it looks pretty good. I you, you play it's very anime esque, and you fight giant monsters and you fight dragons and. There might be co-op. Oh, I'm not it's a sure. JRPG. Wow. I like JRPGs. They're, they're, they're sometimes good. Street Fighter Six is showing off more of its story and cutscenes. Um, anybody going to get this? Because I know that it's been in beta. It's also coming out on June 2nd. So My friend Tyler says that it's the best fighting game in years, just in general, particularly for casual players. So I'm not going to get it. Uh, probably, but I will check it out. I know that, I know that Durga has been playing the beta a little bit, and he really likes the Street Fighter games. So, who knows? Um, maybe, maybe it will be the best, the best game that, or the best fighting game in in years. Um, it says here, Ultros keeps the new game with fascinating look streak going. I, I guess. And they. Side the link just goes game. to the full PlayStation showcase. What? So, what? <laughs> I yeah. fucked that one up. Come uh, on. Sounds like I don't care though. So, nope. yeah, probably another 2D vector-based art side-scrolling platform made to make you cry. Uh, Tower of Fantasy is a free-to-play mobile game. So, yeah, it's bad. It's, it's bad. I think it's on PC already, and it's bad. It is. Um, Dragon's Dogma Two. Which I'm excited for. Anybody else? I, I could see Connor liking Dragon's Dogma. I enjoyed the first game. I never owned it, but I did get to play it on a friend's PlayStation. I thought it was a solid game that ultimately didn't perform well enough to be enjoyable. So let's see how the performance on the second one well, goes. Well, that, that being said, if you wanted to play it all the way through, there's Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen for the PC, and I think it runs well on the, the Steam Deck. That is good to know. That is, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen is Dragon's Dogma, but all the DLC, I think. And, like, there, there's some tweaks to the gameplay. Uh, yeah, I think they changed some things, but not enough for it to really matter. Yeah. So, uh, if you in were interested... Way. Yeah, if you were interested in that, that goes on sale all the time. Uh, it's it, And I, I have been meaning to play through that game for years. I just haven't, you know, done it because I'm a bad person. And I play games that run at 1080p at 30 frames a second. Um, <laughs> the next one, Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted 2, Aroa. Oh, I didn't know that that was going to be on here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they did I'll, it. I'll get it if it comes out on PC. Uh, well, we'll talk about that uh, in a bit. But I don't, it's Help Wanted. Is it just a normal Five Nights at Freddy's game or is it, do they do something different? With the help, that's wanted. the thing. I, I don't know what Help Wanted 2 is going to be because Help Wanted 1 was basically just a remake of all of the Five Nights at Freddy's games, uh, in VR, along with some extra little mini games that were really fun. Oh. Uh, and then they did some DLC that was Halloween themed. And, oh, it's Sister Location. 
Oh, okay. I'm excited about that. Okay. You're not allowed to do so... that. This is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. Like, I, I clicked on the trailer, and I skipped to, like, just, like, 20 seconds in, and as soon as I realized it was a sister location elevator, like, oh, man. I'm pretty excited about that. I, I, I do... I, like what? What else though? Because sister locations, like maybe a couple hour experience tops. So I, w I wonder what all they're gonna do with it. But yeah, it's cool. Yeah, uh, they are coming out with a VR mode for Resident Evil Four. So yeah, that's cool. Yes, I stand thoroughly corrected on the idea of VR being dead. Nope. Nope. <laughs> well, Sony. Yeah. As long as Sony has has their way, it's not going to die. But I do think that it's stagnating hardcore, even even with Sony's efforts. Yes. Um, there is also, and there's a bunch. I think it's like four or five VR games in a row. Uh, Arizona Sunshine Two, which I you played Arizona Sunshine, right? Uh, uh, I Connor did. Oh, I played okay. the fuck out of Arizona Sunshine One. That was a great game. Well, they're coming out with Arizona Sunshine 2 if you want a zombie shooting in VR. So And it's coming to PC. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing that we're going to talk to you about at the end of this. Because this is a Sony showcase. I don't showcase. even know what you're talking about. There's nothing um, There's nothing in the list to, to talk about with that. So Yeah. Well, no. It's... it's don't... We'll... we'll talk about that let afterwards. him right, be we'll mad it's the go, joke crossfire go. get on with it is another vr game that i don't recall what's happening but i assume it is that stupid board game that they had when i was a kid called crossfire no right crossfire no <laughs> no it's not that commercial that. was well, amazing yeah it was. actually the, the funny it, it might have been related to that i don't know uh but it doesn't matter because Crossfire is dead. Like the original game is dead. Um, but there, th this is like a VR spinoff of the original game. And in case you you forgot about Crossfire, that was like a fucking thing that uh, Remedy, yeah, Remedy worked on it. Uh, they... Which they're the the Alan Wake people. They they worked on like the single player stuff. Uh, and then there was a separate multiplayer component, uh, and that you know that's always gone well in the past. Um, and back in February, they took that game offline. Like you can't you can't even play the single player anymore. Interesting. Oh, no, no, sorry. They they announced it in February. They took it down uh, ten days ago. And it's going to be a the Crossfire or whatever it's called. Is it? It's a Sierra Squad. Sierra and, Squad. And they showed zero gameplay footage which was awesome and then they have synapse was announced again another first person shooter vr game that looks fine and so apparently you looks have like inception powers. and super hot yeah that and you have cool. force powers okay yeah I mean, come out on pc yeah uh probably we'll we'll discuss that in a bit I at least have something to discuss about that in a bit i'm gonna keep asking it until until the end so Beat Saber is now on PSVR 2. That one's definitely coming out to PC. And there's a <laughs> Queen music pack. That just yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Why not? It's Queen. I, I, saw, I saw the announcement of that on Steam. 
And it's just Queen. Does Queen really have that many songs that you want to dance to? Yes. Hell yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. You don't like Queen, but Queen's good. I I never said I don't like Queen. I I I think they're fine. I don't think that game necessarily like Beat Saber. I don't think necessarily is a. I don't think of it as a dancing game. I think of it as a rhythm game. Yeah. yeah. And but like the way the yeah, way yeah. it would be like it would be like playing DDR to Queen music. Like it just doesn't. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to do that. Interesting. I wouldn't want to. There is a version of We Will Rock You on some DDR mixes. But is it is it like a remix? Because I could it's, I could see doing it with like a remix. But yeah, I mean like it's it's a co- it's like a cover, but and, and but the the rhythm is p- pretty close to the same. Uh, DJ Hero had a version of that too, and it was the DJ Hero fucking mix is great, but it wasn't the original song. I don't know. I also don't get why everyone has to have through the fire and flames in every rhythm game. Like, I don't think that works for Beat Saber either. So yeah, probably not. It's just driving uh, on the the code tip. It is. Yeah. So they exit Does the VR. VR one have support still. Like, would would you be able to buy this Queen song pack for the PS4? You absolutely cannot. No, they want you to buy the PSVR two. Uh, the P the the PSVR original is only compatible with the PS4. It's not forward compatible with PS5 in any way. Um, and I I don't think Beat Saber ever came out on the original PSVR because uh, probably because of the tracking more than anything. I thought uh, it was. I thought it was on. Was, yeah, was yeah. I, I yeah. played, oh, I played the first Beat Saber game on oh, okay. PS4. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That, so yeah, then maybe, maybe it is on there then. Okay. So, but, yeah, like I might dust off my PS4 headset if I can get the Queen pack. Um, and then they, they moved away from the VR and they announced Marathon. They that died. was a weird one. That was I was weird. not expecting that. And it is, no, it is a sci-fi extraction shooter. And I, okay. In case anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, before Bungie did Halo and Destiny, they made, what was it, three marathon games? Something like that. Which were like old first-person shooter games. Like, they looked like they were made in either like the Doom engine or the Build engine. Yeah. I don't think they were. I think it was an in-house engine, but like that's just... It was... Everything was 2D in a pseudo 3d environment and you were like shooting at sprites and stuff. It's really really like a doom shooter. And now it is a multiplayer sci-fi extraction shooter, which, uh, by extraction shooter that generally refers to stuff like Tarkov and, uh, the, that one mode of the division. Yeah. So I'm not sure how good this is going to be. I'm very interested. Honestly, I'm happy that they're bringing it back. I, if I I could see a world where Marathon does real well, and then they remake Myth as well. Oh, and then God. they just remake Halo. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, like, just with with what, what Bungie's done with transferring the MMO game, like, just game feel into a first-person shooter, like, it... I have full confidence in their capability of sort of making the extraction shooter a lot more accessible to somebody who's more casual because I love the concept of Tarkov, but I fucking hate Tarkov. Oh yeah, me too. And, uh, the, whatever the hell, the, the one dark and darker, 
Uh, assuming that that doesn't get lawsuited out of existence, that one does a lot better job of being accessible. But I could see Bungie doing a fantastic job of making that something that like a lot of people want to play. That would actually be maybe fun. Uh, yeah. Bungie also basically they they there's more stuff coming out for Destiny Two, and some guy people might have heard of Nathan Fillion. I don't know. He's been in some stuff. Uh, he's coming back to the pr- franchise. Well, probably the... as like a like a ghost or something. Yeah, it's called the Final Shape. Uh, is the next. Does that mean that they're prepping for Destiny Three? Probably. Um, they also revealed Concord, which I did not get to see. That's yeah, okay. You can't miss so much. <laughs> was I not missing oh, much? What was it? There were the developers of the Persistence. What's that? Uh, which I think that was like a bad VR game. Yeah, I played the demo for it and it was awful. It oh, was like, oh, right. It, There's no gameplay. It was like impressively bad, that, that, that fucking VR game. Yeah, uh, Concord, uh, Fire Sprite Studio revealed Concord, and that's it. Like, it just, they showed you around a spaceship, and that's about it. Um, then they next had, game. well, no, not next game. Next movie, next Gran movie. Turismo. The Gran Turismo movie. That yep, looks like game. shit. Um, <laughs> How does that even work? It's I. It's a. It's that'd a, be like having a go fucking. Fast, man. It'd be yeah. like having a Forza movie. Well, Gran Turismo is the name of like an actual race, right? Yeah. Like like in France, like is is it just about is that? It? Uh, well, and and then not even next game. The next thing that was released: Sony PlayStation earbuds. Oh, yeah, I'm actually interested this. in those. Not gonna lie. And the earbuds look nice. The problem, I, I thought, okay, those will probably be great. Sony makes great products. PlayStation, you know, when they release their products, like they're they're pretty high quality. They're going to be overpriced. They're going to be they're like gonna be, three hundred dollars. They're going to be overpriced, but if they are low latency. And they're lower latency than like Sony's normal wireless earbuds. That could be part that that, that could be enough for me, that because be, yeah. the the one problem with wireless earbuds and the fact that every fucking phone has dropped the three point five millimeter headphone jack is latency with rhythm games on mobile. Because all of the fucking rhythm games are on mobile now, and like I can't I can't play with just the speakers. I mean that's obnoxious. So and I missed it. There was actually another one abrupt, uh, another oh, one I before you that. Intentionally skipped it. No, no. I just I, my brain just went away from it. Just it, it accidentally skipped it because it's yeah, no so one cares about stupid. It. The Project Q. It sure is a PS Vita. Like it's, a, it's doing it's, exactly what the PS Vita already does. The Vita. It's, 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 it's a not Wii U gamepad. <laughs> like, it is. Yeah, it really is. It does it like. All right, the like the the Steam Deck, right? You look at the Steam Deck, you see it is a full functional handheld console slash computer. Like it looks like it is it was designed that way. The Project Q just has a controller cut in half and welded to the side of a screen. 
It's, it's so, so bad. To, to be fair to Sony, the product concept seems to be something that there's a market for or that tech companies are just creating a market for by just putting these things out there. But like every fucking hardware manufacturer has some kind of Android tablet with a controller on the sides of it. And all it is for is for either streaming games via, uh, you know, Xbox streaming service or GeForce now or whatever, or for streaming games from your PC to that thing. And that is so, what this is. It is. It is. Yeah. Here. That's all this is, is it's, it, it, but it, from what they've said, it's not even an Android tablet. Like it literally, all it can do is connect to your PS five and play via remote play. And even yep. then only inside your house. So yep. uh, it's, if it's, if it's more than a hundred dollars, it's a dumb waste of money. It's going to be like two fifty. It probably is. That's the worst thing. And like, I, I do think they're right in that there is a definite market for like kids slash the kids as parents who like the parents want to watch something on the big TV. The kids want to play PS five. So you have this little fucking tablet screen that they can play the PS five games on. I think that's a, that's a real thing. Yeah. But this is going to be way too expensive to answer that. I mean, and even, even and also the Wii U exists. Yeah. (laughs) Look at where that went. Let's say it was, even $150, $200, right? There, there might be a market for it because sometimes I, just, I don't want to... My, my PS5 is in my living room. And sometimes I want to go lay down in my bed and I don't want to unplug my PS5 and take it into my, my, my bedroom and play it there. So having this may be good for some people who just want to be like, I want to lay down and play games before bed, but, I don't want, but my PS5's in my living room. Who does that? Yeah, who does that? Who plays games for like 10 to 15 minutes before bed every single night? Madness. Uh, Crazy. Now, it, it, if, I'm assuming, now it, it, maybe it won't be the case, but I'm assuming this will be able to be used just as a standard controller as well. So, I mean, it could end up being an appealing thing if it is only like $150 for it, it to, it, it yeah. needs to be. It, it needs to be, be, but it, it wants be. to sell. But it, I think if, if, they can, if they can hit, God, if it's two ninety nine, it needs to have more functionality. I could yeah. see like two ninety nine actually. Just make it a fucking Android tablet, then at yeah. least do that. But we, we don't know. Nobody knows what the fuck it is outside of it's going to stream games to it. Maybe they'll announce more functionality later. But with a with a Dual Sense controller being seventy dollars. Uh, I could see paying double the price for adding that extra functionality in there as long as it can actually function as a standard dual sense controller. It might. I, which, I again, I have it, no idea. It, it, if, what I read, it does have like the same, it has the, the haptic triggers and all that good shit. And like the, the stupid sound shit that they've invested a ton of money into that yeah, I don't they, think anyone cares about. Yeah. They didn't get rid of that. They just chopped the controller in half and, and yeah, welded like, like, it to the sides. Yeah, yeah uh, that's what I'm saying. It has all the functionality, so I would think that it should work as a standard controller. And if it can do that and then keep under, I'll be gracious and say under $200, so $199.99, I think it's, I think it's viable. 
Yeah. It's not, it's not like not a lot of people are going to get it, but enough people would get it. I won't buy it. it. I like, have a PS5 and I won't buy it. Well, yeah, but when do you play games on your PS5? I played exactly one game on my PS5. Exactly. Because you're, you're not a PS5 gamer, but there are enough people out there who they play console games. They only play console games and they would like something like this. That's true. And, like, I, I get it, but and it needs to be cheap. We enough. are going to talk about the last game. The last game they showed off, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man 2. It, oh, it looks great. Whatever. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it feels like you're Spider-Man battling a sim. I <laughs> loved Spider-Man one, and the 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 you know the one that came out a few did years it, ago. Did it make you feel like board. a rebellious black teen? No, no, that's oh, Spider-Man no, that two. Miles Morales. That's Miles Morales, and I haven't played that one. I have nothing against that one. <laughs> I just haven't played it because it's like forty-five bucks or like forty bucks, and it's not yeah, but long it, enough. It, what about the swagger? Don't you want the the swagger of it? I'm quoting a developer, by the way. I'm more paraphrasing, but that was that was something they said during one of their marketing things for the fucking game, and it was uh, really stupid and like vaguely racist. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, "Wow, Roa, like we are you're going in on this one, aren't you?" Uh, it's it's nice to know that that was from a developer, not from your head. No. However. Um, I didn't even no, know I, Miles Morales was black when that game came out. I have, yeah, you don't read comic books or no anything. So. Well, he's Afro Latino uh, technically. Yeah, I will say now that I'm watching this uh, this gameplay reveal, this actually looks like really fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've wanted a game where I could just run around being Venom for a long time now, and it looks like you could do the thing you could do in Grand Theft Auto Five, where you could hot swap between the two. It's mm-hmm. gonna be dope, homie. Yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man was my favorite Spider-Man game whenever I was younger, and I, you could you got to be Venom in that. So I I do like there's a part where and I I don't know how much of this is actual gameplay. I assume that this is actual game like a snippet of actual gameplay that was Everything taken here out. Looks looks like what the first Spider-Man game looked like. Yeah, I don't know and, why it wouldn't be, and and that's okay. <laughs> I know that the developers, there was some QA guys and their entire job for the last like three months was to make this trailer look as good as possible. Like they, they fuck up on a jump and they're like, ah, we have to restart it again and then re-record it and play through that section of the game perfectly so that it looks good in the trailer. Uh, so I feel, I feel bad for those QA guys. But it does look great. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for Spider-Man Two. I might actually buy this game, uh, and and be one of those games that I actually play on the PS5, even though it'll be seventy bucks, and that pisses me off. Um, I can't wait for it to come out on PC a year later. Yep. Yep. And the what I was talking about earlier, there are twelve games that were announced for the that were announced for PS5 conference or whatever the Sony conference that are also coming to Xbox uh Immortals of Avum Ghost Runner 2 Marathon Metal Gear Solid Snake Hunter or I'm sorry Snake Eater uh Dragon Sogma 2 Alan Wake 2 Plucky Gear Squire Solid Snake Hunter Yeah it took <laughs> it took you a minute to to catch what I said Snake Eater I I caught myself 
the Plucky Squire Teardown Assassin's Creed Mirage apparently is coming to Xbox. I assume all of these are also coming to PC. Uh, the Neva, whatever, uh, Cat Quest, and Talos Principle 2. All 12 of those games are also going to be coming to Xbox and, I presume, PC. Um, and they also uh, Street Fighter Six and Destiny 2 The Final Shape, since they are both coming to the Series S, X, and PC as well. Duh. So most of the stuff that they announced at the State of Play is cross-platform. Uh, and we will see what's going to happen. I think June 11th is when, is when Microsoft is doing their conference. Uh, so we'll, we'll discuss the Microsoft conference after June 11th. And that's it. That's all the, all the games that were announced and the state of play and all our news stories for this week. Did anyone have anything to say before we end this podcast? So uh, Gran Turismo is just the, the name of the game series um uh-huh. and the movie is going to be uh i learned a new word today a uh built on swoman uh which uh-huh. is the proper name for a coming of age story of uh gt academy which is, which is gran turismo academy graduate jan Mardenborough and has transitioned from gamer to race car driver um, oh so it sounds I, I remember seeing the trailer, and then I for, immediately forgot about it. Um, Did it show Orlando Bloom is going to be in it? I I don't. Orlando remember. Bloom's going to be in it, and I think that's just really weird. Again, I don't know, man. I was probably working and only half paying attention to the state but, of play. Uh, and and GT Academy was a like it, it was a. It was a reality TV show that Sony put on along with Nissan to train really, really skilled Gran Turismo players to become actual race car drivers. This movie's gonna be awful, isn't it? And so this is a this is a nonfiction coming of age story docu- that that is that is uh, portraying this person going from being the best Gran Turismo player in the world to being an actual Nissan sport racer, which, uh, Nissan, Nissan, really? Yeah. That sucks. What's wrong with Nissans? Uh, honestly, the, the main thing is just their transmissions. Oh. Uh, Nissan can't, ne- ever since they went to CVTs, Nissan can't make a fucking transmission to save their life. Let me tell you. Oh, Okay. I, I don't know anything about cars. And yeah, that was that was why I, I started doing the little oh, sippy thing like a what? Uh, oh did you call me Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> but that does sound like a really cool movie. I I think I, it I sounds think, awful. I think, but... I, I think if you're going to do a Gran Turismo movie, how else do you do it? Yeah. I, and I didn't even know that that TV show thing was was a thing. And the fact that they can document it in this way. That sounds pretty cool. I'm not yeah. going to watch it because I don't give a shit. But, like, for people who are really into racing games, like, what a way to legitimize you liking racing games yeah. and have an entire feature film based around a dude who plays a racing game so much he becomes a real racer. 
Did yeah, you... I think ultimately this is not a movie for us. We are not the target demographic. Does nope. anybody remember? And then we're gonna end it. They had like a Big Brother, uh, reality yeah. show for the PS3, and it was only yeah, on the, the PS3. Tester. Yeah, yeah, it was it was the Tester, and uh, Ego Raptor Aaron Hansen was on it, and uh, they kicked him off because he wouldn't play ball with the reality TV producers. Yeah, because I I remember I was watching somebody else who was on there because they got a bu- bunch of we now call them influencers, but but yeah. back then it was just like people who make YouTube videos, um, content creators. They, they didn't Shit, call them that Aaron, back then. Aaron was still just like an animator back then. Like yeah. he didn't even do Game Grumps yet. Well, you and, say just an animator, but animation is so much work. Well, I, I say just yeah. In in reality, like that. A lot of his stuff back then was some of the best stuff he's ever put out. But but I remember somebody like saying that they like they they're he's like oh yeah we walked into a room like the 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 main room area and they're like okay you need to walk in again and be more surprised <laughs> and I'm just like oh good good it's nice to know that all like everything in that is fake oh yeah uh, yeah. And, I, and yeah, I have Aaron, a friend. Aaron, Aaron oh. was treating everything like a big joke, and uh, the is. producers got pissed off at him. It all is a joke. I had a, I have a friend who still thinks Big Brother is real, and I'm like, you realize it's all fake, right? <laughs> like, Big Brother it's, it's is as real as, as wrestling. <laughs> uh, that's what I've said. I was like, it is as real as professional wrestling, and she's like, well, no, could they do? I'm like, no. That's no. what we call. That's what we call kayfabe. <laughs> um. Anyway, I want to thank you guys for being here. Thank you for being here, Nicole. Thank you. And one last thing I forgot to mention uh, when we were talking about the VR game, about the Negro Leagues, the title of the game is Barnstormers Determined to Win. Anyway, thank you for having me today. Of course. You're always welcome. Uh, Yay. Aroa, thank you for being here. Yeah, no problem. I'm going to play Texas Chainsaw Massacre now because I finally got into the Alpha. Oh, well. Wait, is that like a like a Friday? It's the 13th, Friday the Thirteenth, like? baby. Nice. It's from the same devs, and it's very very similar. Nice. I That's... can't wait to kill people <laughs> while blasting Shrek. While uh, and... blasting Shrek. And thank you for being here, Connor, the Cyberpunk Monk Bash. That was fun looking all of those uh, those Nintendo products from the last twenty years or so. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, we'll be back next week. I've been your host, Nathan Reese-Ruth. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.